shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for praise God the real problem of man is that man wants to live his life without having a sense of submission to God. I can do this. You know, many times we, we sit down in our house and we feel like there are some things that I can just do by myself. I don't need to consult God concerning it. Praise God. I wanted to buy a car recently and there's high temptation to say, ah, why do I even need to ask God for the type of car I'm going to buy? Praise God. I just need to see the kind of car I need and check the internet, the cheap one, or even the one I can afford. Praise God. And go and buy it. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. The one that is fuel efficient, the one that has Bluetooth, you know, the one that can save gas. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need to seek the face of God when I want to make a some simple decisions mm -hmm. praise god okay. but when it now comes to grievous decisions that when i want to get married mm. <laughs> praise god uh -huh. that one i can now come to god when i want to make decisions when i have two job offers mm -hmm. and i want to know the one that god wants me to do so that i will not make now really at that point at this point now it's not really about god pleasing god there anymore okay. it's about being safe yeah <laughs> praise god so many times we use God to be safe, not actually give God our hearts. Mm. Praise God. You have two job offers. You are looking at, ah, if I make a mistake now, this thing might affect my career. Well, I'm going to seek the face of God. <laughs> <laughs> if I marry the wrong person, it will affect me for life. It will affect my ministry. Let me go and seek the face of God. But the, the kind of house I want to buy, ah, uh -uh. let me just, I need 2,000 square feet. Three bedroom, finished basement. That's what I was start looking for. So when the Lord is presenting something else to you, you have not even seen it because there's a veil, there's an idol, there's a veil that has covered the eyes because you don't feel like God needs to interfere, interfere in this area of my life. Praise God. But the Bible says, "For that are created, all for your pleasure." He said, for thou art created, all things for thy pleasure, they were created. Praise God. Amen. And so if I have created something for my pleasure, that thing must be doing what I want him to do for him to be pleasing me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise on the Lord. Amen. So you must be pleasing me. You must be doing what I ask you to do. You can't, I can't, I can't desire to eat rice this morning, then you bring me yam and you think you have, you have pleased me. No. What I desire this morning is to eat rice. You didn't come to ask me, what do you want to eat? You just prepared yam, very sweet yam with egg and everything inside. And you put it in front of me. I will eat it with pleasure. But it doesn't mean that I was pleased. Praise God. So a man can be doing so many things for God, but might not be eating God's pleasure. Like, it might not be touching the heart of God. It might not be hitting the heart of God. Like, it might not touch God. 
Praise God. So a man can be filled with activities all around him. In fact, a minister can be filled with so much activity. Oh, I'm working for God. Tomorrow I'm ministering there. Next tomorrow I'm going to Germany to minister. And um, I'll go to London after that. You know, I'm really busy for God. God is really doing a lot through us. Praise God. But when God is looking at that man, and that man, God is looking at the steps of that man, his footsteps, everyday footsteps, that man is not touching God's heart. He's not, he's not hitting the nail on the head. He's not, he's not, he, he's not, he's not touching the will of God. Mm. Praise God. Mm. He might never touch the will of God. That thing that the Lord calls my will. Mm. Praise God. Mm. So, any man that cannot touch the will of God cannot have access to God. The kind of way God wants him to have access to him. Mm-hmm. Praise God. There are things in God that are called secrets of God that a man will never have access to unless he's able to connect the will of God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. The will of God is revealed. It's not, there's no other way to get the will of God except by revelation. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So in other words, a man must trust the Holy Ghost. So the day we got born again, because God knows that a man cannot connect my will, except I enhance him. So the day he got born again, God really helped us. He gave us the Holy Ghost. So no man knows the spirit of a man except the, the no man knows a man except the spirit that dwells in a man. So no one knows what uh, this, uh, what is what is it? no one knows what is in God except the spirit of God. So also no man knows what is in a man except the spirit that dwells in a man. You get so what God did is that. He sent the Holy Spirit. Hmm? Mm. The Holy Spirit is the one that will bring you the heart of God. So, if there's no fellowship of the Holy Ghost, praise God. So, if you got born again, we encourage people that you should desire to speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. You should desire to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of the journey. Praise God. You see, um, the day we got born again, there are so many spectacular things that all surround us. Maybe we are speaking in tongues, you know, move, uh, move of the spirit all around us. You get uh, uh, gifts of the spirit that will just come to you. Some people they just got born again and they will tell me that, ah, man, I had a dream and all that I saw in the dream came to pass. They are doing something to you. They are letting you see that there's a, there's a realm more than this physical realm that you can connect with. Praise God. So the day you got born again, you are speaking in tongues. It doesn't make sense. But you know that something is happening inside you as you are speaking in tongues. Even though it does not make sense, they are doing something to you. They are altering your heart. So that you can mind be, you can transcend from the physical realm. And you cannot be seen in another realm that is different from the realm you are seeing, which is the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because every man has been created to what? To be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say a man is spiritual, it's not because he can. He, you know there are some people they are kind of spooky. Yeah. He has no spirituality. It's not because a man can even heal the sick that makes him spiritual. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not because a man can raise the dead that makes him really spiritual. Praise God. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. What makes a man spiritual is that he can he can connect the heart of God. Yeah? He can relate to the heart of God. God can reveal himself to you and he can walk in the full step. Of Christ. Praise God. So any man that does not have a doctrine or the teaching of Christ is not a spiritual man. Praise God. Because there's a way Christ thinks 
Christ, the real spiritual man, there's a way he thinks. So if you cannot think the way Christ is thinking, you are not, you are not becoming spiritual. Praise God. Hallelujah. My ways are not your ways. Yes, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. As far as the heavens is from the earth, so are my ways far from your ways. So when a man can discern the ways of God and walk in the ways of God, that is the way. So that man might never heal the sick once in his life. Yeah. Eh? But that man, God will look at that man. This man is spiritual. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that is the kind of man that God can reveal his what? Secrets to. Praise God. That's the only man that can value the secrets of God. So when the Bible says that I don't cast my costly pearls before swine, there's a reason why he's doing that. It's because if a man's judgment have not been changed from being uh, a carnal man, praise God, a man that just thinks of this physical realm alone, if a man's thought is not changing from this physical realm, what he can see, what he can touch, eh? if God is not changing, that, that man might never be able to value the things of God. Praise God. Because the things of God are, are, are spiritual. Praise God. The things of God are what? Spiritual. And when it is spiritual, a carnal man cannot connect with it. An ordinary man, a natural man cannot what? Connect with what is spiritual because to be spiritual is a type of judgment in your mind, is the way you think, is a judgment in the mind. There's a way a man that is spiritual thinks, praise God. That is the way God thinks, praise God. So, when God is communicating his thoughts to a man, he's raising that man from being carnal to be what? Being spiritual, praise God. Where am I going today? That the most important thing, eh? In a man's life, this is all my story that I've been saying. Since. The most important thing in a man's life is the knowledge of God. Praise God. Amen. Paul, you can look at Paul as an example. I was still going to the scriptures. I just, I'm just, I'm just clearing, you know, I'm just clearing some rocks. Praise God. Wait, I said the most important thing for a man when a man came on earth. God created that man to come and learn God, the knowledge of God. That is the most, the most important thing for a man. No matter what you are searching for on this earth, if the knowledge of God is missing there, that man has not achieved anything on earth. Praise God. So what we call achievement on this, on this earth is before God is not an achievement at all. What is an achievement with some, what, ah, what is important, what is good about something that you know that by the time you die, it ends here? Praise God. Hallelujah. What is good about something that you cannot take to heaven? But do you know that the knowledge of God you learn here on earth, for eternity they are still there. You get to heaven, you still remember it. In fact, in heaven you will make use of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when they are, this earth, eh? Is our preparation for the life after this place? Praise God. What is more important to God is not even your life here on earth, it's your life in eternity that is important to God. So, God brought you to this earth to live by faith, so how to raise you to be a spiritual man that is fit for the life of eternity. Praise God. This life here is short. Ah, yes, let's say you live 120 years. 
But in heaven, they are calling, talking about eternity to eternity to eternity to eternity. Praise God. Hallelujah. The years will not stop. Amen. So imagine that you get to heaven, you never learned anything about God. As in, you don't have any. You are born again, but you have you have no inclination about the person of God. You will get to heaven. There will be shame. Because you will see men in heaven. You will see men that follow God. You will see the difference. <laughs> when you get to heaven, you will see men. No, no, imagine I get to heaven today and I see Paul. I will know that there's a difference between me and Paul. It's obvious. That's why I know I'm not even supposed to go to heaven now. <laughs> because by the time I see Paul, I'll just stay far from him. <laughs> because there will be something that is a different man entirely. Praise God. And First <laughs> Corinthians 15 says something. He said, as the stars defiant in glory, so is the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> as the stars defiant in glory. So the day we resurrect, we will see men of, we will see men that follow God. We will see them in their glory. And so if I did not follow God, I will see myself with no glory. Yes. That's the real shame. That's the real shame. Because I can go to heaven. Eh? I can go to heaven. I'm going to tell God that I, I did philanthropy. I gave money to the motherless baby home. Eh? I had a good job. I did well in my career. I even did evangelism in my workplace. And I saved so People got money, which we must do. It's, one of, it's part of the commandment. You must preach the gospel. It's part of it. But you can preach the gospel, but never do the will of God. And never know God. Matthew said, some people will come, he said, look, it's not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, Lord. Praise God. That will what? Enter into my... So you see, there's a big difference between a man can be born again, but there's a thing they are called entrance into the kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there's an entrance. You can be born again, but you might never. When I talk, say entrance, I'm talking about experience. A man can be born again, but never experience the life that is in the life of the kingdom of God. Praise God. He said that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if a man does not learn the ways of God, he does not know the way heaven lives. And they said that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the way men are living in heaven, men are supposed to be living like that on earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. The way men are living, the way they are living in heaven, the knowledge that people live by in heaven. That is the same knowledge that I'm supposed to be living by here on earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's obvious that definitely by my own senses, I can't connect it. So I have to come before God in meekness. Show me thy ways, O God, like David said. Show me your status. So it's more like David, I would say, all I desire in my life is to stay in your temple. When you go to the temple, you are not going there to do anything. You are going there to... Seek God. God. There's no, 
it's in our own churches now that we put so many activities there. Then in the olden days, there's only one thing you see in the temple. You see the Torah in front. You are going there to pray and look at the scripture. That's all you do when you enter into the temple. So if David says all he desires in his life is to stay in God's temple, in other words, the only thing I desire in my life is just fellowship with you and get to know you and grow in you. Praise God. So, no wonder Jesus, God, God said, I know a man that he will do all. When he's talking about this, he said, David is a man after my heart. He will do all that I command him to do. This was a 17 year old boy when God mentioned, when God said that. He was 17, a shepherd boy. But God already boasted about him that he will do all that I command him to do. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Do you know that when Joseph, uh, David's son wanted to take the, uh, the throne from him, as big as the throne of Israel is, David just left it and walked away. Mm-hmm. Where I am right now, I don't know if I can walk away from a throne like that. God should help me. Because there's a lot of glory around it. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a lot of what? Glory around that throne. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, David was not even bothering. He said, if he wants it, let him take it. Praise God. Hallelujah. If he wants the throne, let him take it. But there's something David will not trade. He will not trade that fellowship with God. Paul. Do you know Paul was a Pharisee? Literally, or a lawmaker, like a lawyer. He trained under the best lecturer that was known in Israel then. Then, he then came, after he got born again, he saw the value in the knowledge of God. He said that I may know him. He said, all these things, he said, a Pharisee, Hebrew of Hebrew. I'm not just an under Hebrew. Hebrew of Hebrew. Core Hebrew. Praise God. He said, concerning the law, I am blameless. Praise God. Concerning what? The law, I'm what? Blameless. Praise God. But you now say something. All these things that count was as dumb. What is dumb? Something that's very useless. It's a waste that comes out of our body. He said, as far as I'm concerned, all these things that I've gained, they are what? Dumb. But for what? The excellency. Oh my God! Of the what? Of the knowledge of God. So, a man can be doing well on earth, but before God, he's not doing well. Praise God. And funny part is that many people around me praise me. Wow, you're doing well in your career. You're doing well. You are doing really well. Praise God. You are doing really well. So Praise God. And men that surround us, if they cannot discern that I am not seeking God properly, the Achievements on earth can make them feel like this guy is doing good. Praise God. 
maybe my tithe is coming consistently. Praise God. Paying my tithe. I bought my house. I've, I have a car. I have a good wife. I have two children. Even my children are coming to church. Praise God. Everything just looks good before me. But God is, with the eyes of his judgment, can look at me and say, but this man is not reaching my heart. This man is not touching my heart. This man is not really doing what I've called him to do. Praise God. This man, I can't, I can't, when it comes to things of the spirit, I can't, I can't, I can't see him. Praise God. So, you see that by the time this thing ends, we realize the fact that there's nothing that is really, really important here on earth. Even the ones that God gave to you, praise God, is not as important as coming to know God. Praise God. So, when I wake up in the morning, what is the most important thing on earth? The first thing that should cross my mind is, I want to know God. Praise God. I want to what? Know God. That is the only thing that pleases God. Say is a reward of those who do not diligently seek Him. When you are seeking somebody, when you are seeking somebody, when you say you are seeking, you didn't use find. Seek is, is there's something diligently seeking is your heart is involved. You can you can give an example when a brother is pursuing a sister. Praise God. There's a way. But why are you looking away? <laughs> Praise God. When maybe he likes a sister and he really wants to be with that sister, there's a way he commits himself to making sure that yes. He will diligently seek the sister. Praise God. He will call in the morning and call in the night. Even if the sister is not giving him attention. Praise God. He will send text and even sometimes send money. Praise God. That kind of money, I wonder why. That money does not pay us. When you are saying, when they are saying that kind of, other money can pay you, but that one does not pay you. Praise God. When they say you give it to us, you might not give. But if that sister should call you that she has a need, it looks like it's just easy for you to, to just send that money. Why? <laughs> oh, your own is different. I'm going to send money to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> when, I was, um, when I met my wife, like, I don't, I don't think I ever thought twice. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was too easy. It was too easy. You know why? Because there was a passion I was using to seek her. Praise God. So no other thing was important. Every other thing was, there was nothing important. There was nothing I could not give. I was living in Edmonton. She was living in Calgary. Sometimes twice a month I would drive down to Calgary. <laughs> Praise God. So, so you can see, you can see, you can see the the diligence that we used to seek things. 
if we use half of that thing, that diligence to yes. seek God, ah, hmm. our life will not be the same. Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. Just half of it, if we use it to seek the face of God, hmm. our life will not be the same. So, the most important thing, what God is looking for a man, in a man, when God, when God looks at a man, what he's looking for in a man is, is he a seeker of my knowledge? Does he desire my knowledge? When does he say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst afterwards? Righteousness. Afterwards, the righteousness. Do you know that the word of God is his righteousness? Praise God. What is right before God is his word. Even God himself obeys his word. Do you know that? God will never do anything outside of this word. He has put himself in the confines of the word. Praise God. He said, so, blessed. So, it's not that a man that is trying to test after righteousness. He said, a man that hungers and what? Thirsts after righteousness. It has become something inside him that has taken over him. Praise God. Something that has taken over him. That he has submitted to that hunger and that thirst. That the Bible says that that man is what? That man is blessed. Praise God. Amen. The knowledge of God. Why must a man receive the knowledge of God? The world has his own knowledge too. And I can very sincere with you. You don't need to go far before the world feeds you with his knowledge. Praise God. Amen. Even by driving down to this place, eh? if you, me driving the 40 minutes down to this place, if I'm not careful, I, I'll be fed a little. Mm-hmm. Praise God. The, you can, even by some small road rage that you have on the road where you are driving, is that not a feeding? Praise God. <laughs> is, that, is that not that they have, they have, they have, they have thrown something inside you? Praise God. Just watching TV alone. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just by watching TV in your house, you have not done anything. Just watching TV. Before you know it, some things have deposited in your heart and you don't even know. So the world has their own knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the knowledge of God is the knowledge of this world is a wisdom that we don't understand. Praise God. You don't understand that knowledge at all. You know, we can form like we are strong. No, no. Even in your strength, the world is controlling you and you don't know. The mystery of sin. Or the mystery of iniquity. Praise God. So, iniquity too is a mystery. It is revelation to understand it. Praise God. Until Christ is revealed to you, you cannot decode the mystery of the sin. It's not possible. Praise God. Yeah. Because that is actually the antidote to sin. Christ is what? The antidote to sin. Praise God. So, you might think because you are not fornicating, you are not committing adultery, you are not telling lies. You think that there's nothing inside you that is called sin. He is a lie. By virtue of the fact that you have the knowledge of this world inside you, the man has sin inside inside his soul. Not his spirit man. The day he got born again, your spirit man was quickened. Hmm? 
Your spirit man, you know you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Praise God. That spirit man was quick in the day you got born again. But there's something that needs to be saved. There's something called your soul. So you see there's a war between God and the devil concerning your soul. You say, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? And what? Lose his soul. Praise God. So the world has its own knowledge. And God has his own knowledge. Praise God. When God wants to defeat the knowledge of this world inside you, he brings you his own knowledge. The knowledge of this world is a blindness. They say the word of God is light. So this world blinds you. When God wants you to see from his own perspective, he brings you his knowledge. Then he opens your eyes. Praise God. Your judgment increases. Then you just realize the fact that things that you used to do before, you cannot do it again. It's because you have increased the knowledge. Your judgment has changed. The way you, the way you interpret life has changed. Before you know it, the way you used to talk, you don't talk like that anymore. Something changed about you. You received the knowledge. You received a different judgment of life. The way you judge life is now different. So what men count as important, you don't count it as being important anymore. And you're wondering, how come I don't count this thing important? It's because you are seeing another life. Because of the knowledge now that they are feeding on. The way God is seeing things is different from the way man is seeing things. So when you start seeing things from, from, where, from the way God is seeing things, Things that are important to you are not important to you anymore. Because those things that were important to you are not really important to God. So now you start seeing what is important to God. So when they say ignorance, eh? the reason why it's ignorance is because we are seeing something that looks more important than the real thing. So you, because of what you are seeing, you are ignoring the real thing. So they call it ignorance. Praise God. So the knowledge of this world makes you ignore God. There's a way the world paints their knowledge before you. It looks so glorious. So much that because the knowledge of God, the Bible calls it the foolishness of God, is greater than the wisest of men. So the knowledge of God looks foolish to an ordinary man. So when you are seeing the knowledge of this world, it's so glorious. That one of God that looks foolish, you don't want to pay attention to it. Praise God. But your salvation is in that thing that is called foolishness. Praise God. That thing that it looks foolish, your salvation is hidden in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. I'll go to verse 25. I want to read from verse 24. Praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank Jesus. I'm just trying to see where I can start from. Praise God. Okay, let me start from um, Colossians chapter 1. Let me start from verse 18. 
and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. Verse 19. For it pleases the Father that in him should all his fullness what? Dwell. Praise God. So in Christ is what? All the fullness of God. So if you want to know God, you have to know who? Know Christ. Praise God. Because it's in Christ that what? All the fullness. Everything that is in God, God puts it inside Jesus Christ. Praise God. For it please God that it should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things on earth or things what? in heaven. Verse twenty one. And you that were sometimes alienated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 21. So sometimes you are what? Alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Praise God. Hallelujah. How did they annihilate you? They did a work inside you. They separated you from God by not just saying that, okay, they lock you. They not lock you up in a place. So you... They walked inside us so much that we enjoyed being away from God. That's the, actually the, the real work that the devil did inside us. That a man will be comfortable and will be excited that he is not, he is not giving himself to God. Praise God. That was the work that the devil did inside us. That's why God can come to you and come and ask you of something and you blatantly refuse God. The work has been done. How many of you know that? I mean, there are some things that God will ask from you now that you know you cannot give yet. You don't, you don't have any. Me, I have some. <laughs> that there are some things that if God asks from me now, I don't think I have grace to give it yet. The reason why I have that kind of thing inside me is because a work has been done inside me, a work that I don't know about. In my ignorance, somebody was doing a work inside me. And by that work that the devil was doing inside me, it separated me from God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we were separated by a spirit that fed us with something, a food that will make you hate God. So when the Bible was saying that a carnal mind is enmity into God, so a carnal mind is an enemy of, he can be born again, but he's still an enemy of God somewhere. Because God cannot ask him to do things and he will do it. God cannot present his will to him and he will do the will of God. Praise God. Is that not an enemy of God? Praise God. Now said, that's verse 21. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now at he was reconciled, praise God, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy. So what's the, what's the, what, what's the essence of the reconciliation? He wants what? Present you what? Holy and unblameable and unreprovable. 
in his sight. Colon. How do that? How would that be happen? How would that happen? Verse twenty-three. If you continue, praise God. How do you get to the point where you will be holy, unblameable, and reprovable in his life, in his sight? Verse twenty-three says, "If you continue in the faith, grounded." Faith coming by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Praise God. So. It's not about just hearing it. He said, if you what? Continue. Praise God. So it's not because you obey today, you think that here yeah, you are fine. There's a constant. Every time the Lord brings his revelation to you, that revelation naturally becomes a lifestyle. From that day on, that's what God wants you to be living by. So you can't obey that revelation today and not choose to worry that no, that is. Is for that day. Today, I'm not going to obey it. Mm -mm. It becomes a, 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 a resource for your judgment every single day of your life from then on. So when you want to make decisions, that revelation that the Lord gave you must influence that decision. Praise God. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, when God brings all his knowledge to you, he has taken over your life completely. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when we was saying in the book of Hebrews that I will dwell in them, they shall be my people and I shall be their God. He said, I will write my covenant upon their hearts and upon their mind. See that that's where God is going. Praise God. Hallelujah. That as he's teaching you, something is happening to you. He's writing his covenant upon your hearts. Hallelujah. Now, that covenant is like a program. Naturally, you just realize that you are living like that. As you are obeying God, that covenant is being written. It's like a program. Where you program a computer, you can't tell that computer to do otherwise. Yeah. Because that computer has been programmed to act that way. That is what happens when you obey God and walk in His presence. You are programmed to live like Christ. So it's not something you are forcing to do. Praise God. You are not forcing yourself to do it. It becomes a nature inside you. Praise God. That when you want to do otherwise, you just realize that you can't do otherwise. So you see that the knowledge of God is something that is coming to you to change you and help you to naturally do the will of God. Yes. Not that you are forcing yourself to do the will of God. It programs you that it becomes a natural inclination to do the will of God. It's just your normal lifestyle. It's because of habitual. When somebody wakes you up in the morning, you respond straight to the will of God by just waking up in the morning. It becomes a nature that is written in you. It's a program. Praise God. Praise God, the Lord. He said, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard. Praise God. You see? Don't move away from what? Hope of the gospel, which ye have heard. And which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, is made a minister. Praise God. Amen. Praise God the Lord. Amen. Who now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up that which is behind is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for the body's sake, which is the church. 
Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given unto me for you, to fulfill the word of God, even the mysteries which has been hid from ages, from generation to generation, from generations. But now is what? Made manifest. Praise God. So there's a mystery in God. That knowledge of God is truly a mystery. Praise God. But the Bible says, in this generation, it has been made what? Manifest. In other words, it's a mystery, but you can understand it. What is called a mystery? Something that is hidden. Something that normal man cannot understand. But the Bible says that you can understand it. So, a man that knows God becomes a mysterious man. It's not that he's spooky, but people cannot just understand him. When he makes a decision, they are wondering why is he making that decision? It's because there's a knowledge inside him that is running in that another man doesn't understand. Praise God. And it's not just a mystery to man, it's also a mystery to the devil. So when they say, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under what? The shadow of the Almighty. The reason is because when a man has been fed with the knowledge of God, the devil does not know how to touch him. The devil is looking at him, but he cannot touch him. Why? There's, there's a way he lives that the devil cannot decode. So the Bible says, he that is born of God, the devil touches him not. Yes. You know, when you say that the devil touches a man, it's not really that the devil is killing the man. You know, when the devil can give you an instruction and you can respond to the devil, he's touching you. When the devil can bring his thoughts to you and you respond to the thoughts, he has touched you. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And every day he throws thought at us. So for every thought that he throws at you and you respond to it, you have been touched. And for every thought he deposits something, he does not leave, he must lay one egg or throw one seed down. Before you know it, that tree, that seed, if you are not careful with it, it will go into the tree. Because as you are responding to the devil, you are watching that seed. Before it becomes a tree. Before you know it, it becomes a tree. It becomes something that is so hard to let go. But the Bible says in Isaiah, he said, I will break the hopes of the sun. I will break the cedars of Lebanon. God can still break that seed. If only you can respond to God. And say, God, is your knowledge I desire? Is you I desire? There's, no, there's nothing inside man that God cannot take out. Yeah. If yes. only man can come to God. Yeah. Yes. A man can conform to the image of the Son. Yes. A man can look like Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. A man can look like Jesus. Yeah. The world has made us look as if this is so impossible. Yeah. Because by the time you check all the infirmities inside you, you say this thing is so impossible. No. It's because you are still seeing your strength in those infirmities. The day you let go of your strength, you just see the possibilities in letting go of those infirmities. Praise God. The day you let go of your strength, you just see the possibility of those things living. Praise God. There's no time in Jesus Christ's time I ever thought that you can do anything by yourself. It's like I can myself do nothing. Praise God. You know, every single time, you don't see Jesus Christ. It's not that you, you, you think Jesus Christ already knows what to do most of the time. But many times he has gone to the Father to ask what to do. 
So he comes and looks like, wow, this man he just seems to know everything. <laughs> but he's getting expo from somewhere. Every he said he goes by the cool of the day to pray. Praise God. In the cool of the day, he goes to pray. Then he comes out and miracle starts. And I wonder, ah, man, this man is something. No, 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 no. Something has been revealed to him. In that same cool of the day, when the man seeks God, when the man what seeks God, seeking God, seeking God, says there's a, is a rewarder. When you are seeking God, He rewards you with Himself. He puts every single time you come to God, He puts a deposit of Himself inside you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Imagine a man. That even let's even say twenty percent of him, twenty percent of him, is the word of God. Imagine me, I'm here, and I'm saying, I don't even know if twenty percent of me is the word of God yet. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But I'm just assuming that a man, that twenty percent of him, is governed by the word of God. What would that man look like? Now think about a man that has thirty percent, thirty-five percent, forty percent governed by the word of God. 60% assuming someone like Jesus, 100% governed by the word of God. When my life is fully governed, that it is, I'm not making any decision, it is just God that is governing my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. What would that man look like? What would that man look like? When God is coming to the earth, that's what the kind of man is looking for. Can I see a man that can do my will? Where is the man that can do my will? Because the man that is doing the will of God is the man that is being governed by the will of God. If you can do the will of God, it's because the will of God is governing you somewhere. It's not possible for a man to use himself by his own strength to do the How? It's not possible. Man is weak. He said, all men is at grass. When is it a man is grass? Eh? What is grass? It's something you can easily trample upon. Wind will blow grass like this, grass will follow. Wind will blow grass like this, grass will follow. Anywhere the wind blows, grass is following. But when a man is a rock, wind has been blowing for years, the rock has not moved. Praise God. So God does not want a man to remain a grass. A man that does not have the knowledge of God inside him is a grass. You set fire on grass, grass dies. Set fire on the rock, on, on the rock, it purifies it. Praise God. The thing that is supposed to kill the thing ends up purifying it. Can you imagine? That's a rock. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The knowledge of God. And you know, this thing, when by the time you wake up in the morning and you say you want to seek the knowledge of God, then the devil will paint many things before you. You have a career. You see what you want to be doing with all your life. Need to go. Your mates are doing things. Your mates are growing in their career, you know, 
they are getting things done. Usually when you're on social media and you are seeing your mates. Praise God. When you're on social media, you are seeing your mates doing wonders. And you now say you want to seek the knowledge of God. <laughs> Praise God. And do you know that it's not the knowledge of God will not make you do bad in those things. In fact, it helps you there. Praise God. Sometimes it's not we are not come the same time that other people are doing it. But there's something that God likes. God wants you to have capacity to refuse the world when He exposes you to it. Praise God. Hallelujah. If God sees a job that it might be paying well, but if He takes you there, you, you He will not see you again. He <laughs> <laughs> might slow down the job and let you build capacity. So that when you get there, you will still be your eyes will still be looking up to God. Sometimes when we get some jobs, you are looking up to God before. Immediately God is already like this. The thing just, the thing just. My brother confessed me one time. He said, "What amount of money?" He said, "If I have that amount of money in my bank account, you don't see me again." <laughs> I like his honesty, <laughs> and it was me who was telling. <laughs> he said, "You will not see me again, no." Praise God. So the things of this world were designed to control a man to walk away from God. Now, when a man walks away from God, it doesn't mean that he does not go to church. So let's separate that thing. You can be going to church, but you are far from God. Far. Far. Very far. You will give him correct tithe and you soon see into the church. You want to build church, you only give 50% of the building cost of the church. You are far from God. Far from God. Because when God comes to interfere into your life, you just think where you are. Is it money you need that I can give you? Is it how to give God money? Praise God. Yeah. So people are it's so easy for some people to actually give money than go and do the will of God. So people it's easy for them to just carry money. Ah, a check of one million. Yes, I'll give you the check of one million. But when God says, uh, forgive that brother or that sister, you say, what? Do you know what? How she spoke to me? Do you know what she said? She disrespected me. I will deal with her. <laughs> but you can give money out of your pocket and give it to the church. But God is saying forgive. It's so difficult to forgive. Now, you know that that forgiveness is an attribute of God. Every single time you forgive, you gain an attribute of God. Because God is a forgiving God. When God says forbear, every time you forbear, you gain an attribute of God because God is always forbearing. So you are becoming like Him gradually. When God says suffer long, it true. Every time you suffer long, you just gain an attribute of God. Because God suffers long. It is when God says, Can you be meek? Can you be humble? That boy spoke to you anyhow. Can you apologize to him? Even with the billions in your account. I want you to go and apologize to him, not him come to apologize to you. You can look a little demeaning, but every time you do it, something just happened to you. You just gained the capacity of God. 
Praise God. Those are attributes that looks to the world it looks shameful. Somebody spoke to you earlier and you don't give the person back. No, let's check ourselves. If somebody tells me that I'm stupid now, the first thought that crossed my mind is maybe something higher than stupid. Uh, I'll say back to him. So that it will pain him. Praise God. So, when we're young, if somebody says you are mad, the next thing you want to say is that you want to abuse his father. Your father is mad. Why is that? You want to say something higher than what he said to you. So that you can you can counter what he has said. Why are we like that? So when God says, no, no, he talks to you like that, see, and God says, and God says, keep quiet and don't reply. Even the people around you will be asking me, hey, let him talk to you like that. Hey, if it's me. <laughs> I can't take it to and thoughts are running through your mind. Even the Lord is telling you, keep quiet. Your thoughts are running through your mind. Ah, it's true. So this is how this person will talk to me. Tomorrow again, come and talk to me like this. Hey, no, no, no. I have to set the boundaries now. Yeah, I have to set the boundaries now. Praise God. You know? And we say it, it sounds very righteous. You know, there are some boundaries you need to set. So that, so that people will not just be trampling upon you anyhow. <laughs> yeah, you know, things like that are not supposed to be happening. <laughs> Praise God. So when the Lord is telling you, you know Jesus Christ, he said, when we were talking about it, he said, uh, even though it was revived, it revived not, it revived back not. Mm. <laughs> and I tell you that it's going to be like that man. How many of you know that it was when we were taking Jesus Christ to the cross? It was the servant of the priest that slapped Jesus, not the priest. Sure. Jesus Christ did not reply. I was telling somebody one day that me that I have power to command their angel. Hmm. Person to be going. <laughs> Praise God. That's the nature that is in God. And it's true. Before you sin, the Bible says God forgives. That means He has forgiven you ahead. 
Praise God. These are natures that are in God. That it takes grace that comes from the knowledge of God. To fulfill them. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Verse 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of his glory. Of this mystery. You know it's a mystery? That mystery has a riches of glory. Praise God. For every mystery, there is a glory behind it. Praise God. Among the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you. The hope. I started with as with a resurrection as stars different in glory. Yeah, yeah. So is the day of resurrection. Praise God. He said that hope of that glory. He said for you to experience the glory that God wants you to experience, Christ will be formed in you. Praise God. Christ will be what? Formed in you. Formed. 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 And there's no other way that Christ comes to form himself in you other than the knowledge which is according to the image of Christ. That knowledge is according to his image. There's an image that is in Christ. That image is what Christ knew, that, that knows, that's making him behave the way he behaves. Jesus Christ was behaving the way he behaved because he knew something. So you need to come and know what Jesus Christ knew to behave the way he's behaving. Praise God. Whom we preach, warning every man. Who are, who are we preaching? Christ. Praise God. He's a person we are preaching. So when they say the gospel, the gospel is a person. You are unveiling a person. He's a person you are unveiling. So every single time that man is unveiled and you are able to behold him and understand that revelation, you just became like him to some extent. And that thing must be continuous till you fully come into that knowledge. Praise God. When we preach, warning every man, this verse 28, and teaching every man in all what? Wisdom. That we may present every man perfect. So why are they preaching? To present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Praise God. Alleluia. Praise the name of the Lord. Alleluia. Praise God. Hmm. Praise God. Alleluia. Let's go to. Um, Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 16. First time. Okay, three o'clock. Then we are also meant. Matthew 16. I'll start from verse 13. Matthew 16 from verse 13. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you are saying to us. Thank you. Thank you for your knowledge. 
for reactivating your desire to seek your knowledge. Thank you. This is what we are talking about today. That's reactivation. Yes. Yes. To seek knowledge. Yes. To come into glory. Yes. Yes. It is by knowledge that every man comes into glory. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciple, saying, Who do men say that I am? Son of man, Ham. Praise God. And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. If you go to two chapters behind, John the Baptist just died. You can see how confused the disciples were. But they said, This man that is standing before them, that some say they are John the Baptist. Can you imagine? They were that confused. Praise God. Me, if I was Jesus, and somebody says this to me, eh? I don't know how I'm going to respond. <laughs> Because this is John the Baptist that you say I am. Just died. Just a few weeks ago. Praise God. Hallelujah. But these disciples are doing things. They don't know who he is. Praise God. Hallelujah. They don't know him. You know what said? Some say Elias. That's Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. Or one, or one of the prophets. Praise God. Hallelujah. They said unto them, But who do you say that I am? The rest of said, Every single man must be able to tell who Christ is. You can't fellowship with him if you cannot tell who he is. You must have that revelation of him to fellowship properly with him. Is a revelation of the person of Christ. You must have that revelation. That is, is in that revelation that grace to live for Him comes from. Uh, um, um, no man can live for God without grace of God inside him. It's not possible. A man can say that okay, today I will not sin. He concluded, I will not sin today. Is a lie. He needs grace. Yeah. That's why we can't really judge a man. The reason why a man is sin is because he lacks grace. If a man comes to God for grace, he will see sin and refuse it. Grace is not just a merited favor. Grace is the strength of God to refuse this world. When you say a man has grace, that means the devil can present things to him, no matter how lovely it is. You can say no to it. That's where Jesus Christ was. Presented in the glories of this world by the multitude of grace that is in Jesus. He said, Thou shalt serve no other God. He said, My Father in heaven. There was grace inside him. And how do we know that his grace is inside him? He quoted scriptures, he had knowledge. So, because of the knowledge he had, he had enough wisdom to refuse what the devil was talking about. Yes. Now, people think that uh, Jesus Christ is strong, that's why. But the Bible calls it temptation. Yeah. You know that was, the thing caught his attention. Wow, this thing is beautiful. But I don't want it. it was, no matter, even though the thing was beautiful. Because if it didn't catch his attention, it's not temptation. There are some things that they can't tempt you with. That thing is not, no matter if he's dancing in front of you, it's not temptation to you. 
not carry, it's not important to you. You don't, you don't have an inclination towards it. But something is temptation because you have an inclination. So that was temptation to Jesus. They said that Satan came to tempt him. Praise God. He said Satan came to tempt him. After he finished tempting, he said he left him for a season. That means he still came back another time. And you can tell that the garden of Gethsemane, even at the height of Jesus Christ's ministry, the devil came back again. He said, refused. Why do you want to go to the cross? He painted a picture before him. This is what I'm going to do to you because Jesus Christ is He said, hey, let this call pass over me. That was a great temptation. Praise God. That was what? Great temptation. Grace must be available to refuse temptation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus Christ answered, Jesus Christ answered unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is what? In heaven. So in other words, you can't know Christ except it is revealed to you. You have to come to God and God will now open your eyes of understanding. As your understanding must be enlightened. You must open your eyes. You must be humble enough to come to God. Every man must be meek enough to always come to God. Coming to God starts by just waking up in the morning and saying, okay, yes, I want to pray. The barest minimum. Waking up in the morning and saying, okay, I want to study the scripture. Barest minimum. You know, there's a, a, there's a grace that comes with just reading scripture, like Tori book. Sometimes you don't really understand what you are doing. You are just reading it. There's a grace that comes with that too. You don't know. There's a grace that comes with it. You don't understand it, but because you desire God, you still keep on reading it. There's a grace that comes with that. Some of us, when we are reading scripture and we are not, it's just it's not genuine. Just close it. My local Netflix. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. The word of God is like a well. You have to be digging. It takes some time for the water to start pumping out. But you have to keep digging and digging and digging and digging and digging till you get there. Some of us give up. Ah, I mean, I'm reading the Bible. I'm not understanding this. Keep on reading it. Don't stop reading it. You don't stop reading it. You listen to messages. You read your Bible. You listen to messages. You read your Bible. Before you know it, there will be a gush around you. The spirit of revelation will take over you. Before you know it, you are knowing Christ. Praise God. So now say, but my father in heaven, verse 18, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, upon this rock hmm, will I build my church and the gate of hell. You see? Shall not what? Prevail. So you don't let me not say that the gate of hell will not come. There's no way you can be seeking God and the devil will not come after you. It's not possible. Because as you are seeking God, you are gaining strength to refuse him. And that is what he lives by. Is man responding to him? That's what makes him relevant. The day man stops responding to the devil, he becomes relevant. You begin to starve him. His food is our response to him. We feed, literally, we are feeding him. 
every time you respond to his thoughts, you just fed him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every single time you respond to the thought of the devil, you just fed the devil. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, upon this rock will I build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail. That means he will not have preeminence. It's not that he will not come. But he will not have preeminence. He will not overcome you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of hell. And whatever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever thou shalt lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of us know that? Yeah, I said that again. I said this world is a wisdom. They are teaching you a lifestyle. Praise God. Hallelujah. A lifestyle that will make you walk away from God. It's not hard. It's not that you are physically walking away. The day you start switching from God's strength to your own strength, you are already walking away. That's what the world is teaching you. Use your sense. You don't need revelation. Use your senses. Praise God. Use your sense. So your real walking away from God is not a physical walk away. It's an inclination of the heart. I can do some things myself. I can achieve some things myself. Before you know it, you start taking God out of the picture. Out of the picture. Before you know it, there's no single inclination towards God again. That's the man that said he has been destroyed. Because now he cannot respond to God again. It's possible for a man to get there. It's possible. Easy. Yes. It's easy to get there. You know why it's so easy to get there? Because that's even the normal lifestyle around you. No man is responding to God. So you have to live a life that contradicts what is surrounding you for you to respond to God. So you can see why men are ashamed of serving God. The reason why men are ashamed of serving God is it just looks different from what everybody is doing. Everybody is not serving God. Nobody is waiting on God to. Uh, you know, when I was getting married, so um, I was supposed to ask my wife out, and uh, I was waiting for my pastor to give me permission to go and ask her. Yeah. I told my pastor, okay, I like her. And he, oh, wait. Tell him to wait. So I waited until they released me to go and ask her. Praise God. And even if my and that was the leading I had. Praise God. So I didn't ask her anything. Even though we were good friends. I didn't go and ask her to marry me until that release was there. So I think I now spoke to someone like, ah, I'm waiting on my spiritual leaders too. The person busted into laughter. Like, eh? <laughs> that was that was wrong too. <laughs> I'm waiting for spiritual leaders to tell you because I closed again. What's your problem? <laughs> But by biblical principle, I was obeying biblical principles. But everybody around me is not obeying, even those that were in church together. So that thing now looks as if, ah, am I too normal? Yeah. I was asking myself that question. Am I normal? Am I so different from everybody? 
Before you know it, thank God for the grace to wait. But I could have decided, ah, this thing does not make sense. Let me just ask her myself. Now you have disobeyed something. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You have disobeyed what? Something inside you. Praise God. Mm-hmm. It contradicts the lifestyle that surrounds you. It contradicts everything around you. But in the midst of contradiction of men, you still have to continue. So the Bible says, fight a good fight of faith. It's a fight. Praise God. Is it what? Is it what? It's a fight. It's a fight that everybody must fight. It's a good fight of faith. God is telling you something. It contradicts what is around you. You have to continue and do what God is telling you. That is a fight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's a wrestle. You keep wrestling. You keep wrestling. Till that thing is done in you, you don't stop wrestling. Praise God. It's a wrestle. Praise God. But there's grace for the wrestle. Praise God. There's what? Grace for the wrestle. That Christ can be formed in you. Praise God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 and then I'll be closing. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know the Bible says something. He said the kingdom of God is like a man that found a pearl on the land and he sold everything that he has to get that pearl. So in other words, you must be able to give up all that you have. You must be able to do what? Sell all that you have. Praise God. We need to get to a point in our life that there's nothing you cannot give up to get kingdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's nothing you cannot what? Give up to what? To get the kingdom of God. Every man must get there. Until you get there, you are not fit for the kingdom. Because you have the ability to look back. Every man must get there. Every single man must get there. You must get there. That there's nothing you are not... Look at the young rich ruler. Rich young ruler. The man said he has obeyed all the Ten Commandments since he was a child. The Bible says Jesus Christ loved him. Then he said something. He said, for you to gain eternal life, go and sell all that you have and bring it to me. The Bible says that the man walked away sad. That means the value of the kingdom is less than what he has. He values the kingdom less than what he has. The value of the kingdom to him is less than what he has. So when God wants to rule over his life, he has things that is considered that will not give God room in his life. Hey. Yeah, thank God I'm not that to wish you on me. <laughs> because I'm so sure I will have to disobey that answer. But God is giving us help. We can get there. Yes. Now all. Oh, you sell parts. 
<laughs> you sell for that. You get to be sent. You know you. Let me give you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you one funny thing. So you know Danny Jew and Danny Boy. I think a government of a nation gave me seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. He now returned the money to the country. He has done a lot of philanthropy in that country. So they gave it to me. He now said no, he doesn't want it. He returned the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the person that was telling us. Said he knows that the best he can give <laughs> back is 20% tight. Just do that one. That the best he can do is 20% tight. That he can never give up back that 750,000. It's not possible. <laughs> so the limit. To which you can give to God is the limit to which you can gain God. Yeah. If you set a limit for God, you already set yourself a limit for God coming into you. So those things that God you have in your life that say, God don't come here yet. You are, it's just it's just what you, are, what you are really saying is that God, I don't want your access into me to this level. Because when God comes, He comes to take over. Yeah, He comes to take over you. Praise God. Hope my message is not too hard today. Yeah? <laughs> Praise God. And me, you know me, I'm very sincere. I'm confessing to you that even with some things that I'm saying, yeah, I'm asking God to help me. And it's good to be telling ourselves the truth. The salvation starts with sincerity. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Praise God. So, He said He will give you the keys on the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bound on it, whatever you lose, shall be lose. Praise God. So, in other words, when you have keys, eh? Things that are called death inside you, you can unlock them. Some things that the devil wants to touch, you can say no to the devil. He cannot touch them. Praise God. Because you have the key. Morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Acts, John chapter 14. Let me start closing now. Does anybody have any question? Praise God. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Bro, do you understand everything that we say? Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Verse 7, how's that? Ah, praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 7. If ye had known me, ye have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. So if you know Christ, eh, you are knowing the Father. And you can't know Christ without the knowledge of Christ. Praise God. So we have been called. But you should just say, learn of me. So we are coming to learn. Jesus Christ is like the curriculum that every man must learn. You go to school, you learn a curriculum, right? And you become an expert of that field. 
Christ is like a concrete curriculum. You must learn him. By revelation, he must reveal himself to you. And the way, how do you, okay, for you to be a spark is something, you must have practiced it. So you can't, you're not just learning, you're also practicing what you are learning. That's what makes you an expert. Praise God. Aha. Yeah. And Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And he sufficed us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet has not thou known me? He that seen me has seen the Father. And how say thou then show us the Father? Believe it not that thou that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. Praise God. He doeth what? The works. Praise God. Amen. So God. He said, you know, we talked about Colossians, that it pleases God that every fullness of God dwelleth in him. Yeah. That's what Jesus Christ is saying here. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Else believe, uh, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the works, very works, that, for the very works' sake. Now, Jesus Christ was saying that, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Okay, you don't believe that. How do you even see the works that I'm doing? Is that not an evidence enough that I have the Father inside me? Praise God. Now say, very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the work that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whosoever ye shall ask, whosoever ye shall ask in my name, that we, that we, that we, I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Praise God. If ye was love me, praise God. This is where we are going now. This is where things start getting a little difficult. If ye love me, keep my commandments. What's the proof of you love God? Aha. So to the extent to which I keep God's commandments is the extent to which I love Him. We all know that before us right now there are some commandments of God that we know that we are not to do. Yes. yes. True. Praise God. Which one? Ah, ah. <laughs> you know your own now. You know your own. I know my own. You know your own. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, yeah. We all know. No, um, I think somebody read Kaitegin's book one day and he came back. She came back crying. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Do you that it's not really that she cannot do it? It's because she has a God inside her heart that's not ready to let go. Let me give an example of what Kaitegin did. Kaitegin was pastoring a church. The pastor that left that church, eh, the members of that church were giving him the tithes. We sent, instead of giving, bringing the uh, tithes to the church that they were taking was pastoring, they were taking their tithes to another pastor. 
So Kentucky was literally sponsoring the church from his own pockets. Yeah. And Kentucky realized that oh, that pastor wanted to paint his house one day. Kentucky went to buy paint and painted the pastor's house by himself. That's him. But that pastor is receiving the title of his members. standards that you don't fight for yourself let the Lord fight for you and you know many times God comes through he's slow to rot right that he's slow to rot so truly truly God is slow sometimes many times he's slow but the slow character is that it's the result of the judgment that he has that you don't have that's why you call it slow but God is accurate. Mm. It comes at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's you that are calling it slow because of your judgment. But by his own judgment. Mm. It's perfect. It's perfect. There's nothing slow about it. In fact, God can even allow that person to end up firing you. And the Lord will tell you leave that company and don't expose the person. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. But Jesus Christ practiced it. People that hung him on the tree. He said, Father, forgive them. He did not say, God, Father, you stand that to strike them. <laughs> he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. People that were hanging into the cross. 
You see, you see, many of us, eh, we need to go and raise our judgment up for us to be able to please God well. Mm. Our judgment needs to come up. Mm. up. Because you can use your righteous mind, your own righteous mind, to judge the situation. But you have already foul. Praise God. Amen. Praise on the Lord. Amen. He that loves me, Lord, keep my commandments. Another word for commandments is my doctrine, my teaching. He that loves me will keep my teaching. What I am teaching, you will keep it. When you are keeping something, you are holding it with so much value. You are transacting with it with so much care. That's what it means you are keeping. You are keeping something. There's a way you hold on to it. With so much value. Value. You hold it like, if I can lose every other thing, but I can't lose this. That's where you keep God's commandment. You will lose every other thing for it to stay. That's how to keep God's commandments. You know what I'm saying? And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot what? Receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be what? In you. Holy Spirit is inside us. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Praise God. Amen. So he has sent the Holy Spirit, but he said he will come to you. Now, the coming of Jesus is not, this coming here is not rapture. Because he said it. He said, I will, verse, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, the world seeth me no more. But you will see me. Because I live. You shall live also. So how do you live by seeing him? When you say a man is living, the man that is responding to God is a man that is really living. Every other man that is not responding to God is dying. At that day he shall know that I am in the Father and he in me and I in you. That he, at, he that asks my commandments and keepeth them, he is he that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. You see? See, Asaph, let me read it again. He that hath my commandments, praise God, Hallelujah. and keepeth them, so you can have them but not keep them. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can have the commandment but not be keeping it. He is he that loveth me. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him. And will manifest myself to him. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think I can stop here. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I will manifest myself to him. That means I will reveal myself to him. I will give him all that is in me. Mm-hmm. He said. No, of all men born of a woman, none is greater than John, the Baptist. But the least in the kingdom 
Chris, go. Praise God. But the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The least in the kingdom. So when the man starts living the life of the kingdom, the Bible says that that man is higher than John the Baptist. He said, Nobody has seen the Father except the Son who had declared him. So nobody can actually see God except Jesus Christ that is what? Declaring him. When he says he's declaring him, it means that he's explaining the Father. Praise God. He's what? Explaining the Father. So Jesus Christ coming to declare the Father to you is in explaining the Father to you for you to understand who the Father is. Praise God. Yeah. Yes. So Jesus Christ is the picture of the Father. If you are knowing Jesus, you have been an inclination of who God is. When the man now conforms to the image of Christ, he has capacity to see God the way God is. I still have veils in my eyes. I can't see God the way God wants me to see him. That is the pain of God right now. That man that he created to see him cannot see him. The destiny of a man is for him to come and understand God. So I can chase every other thing. If I, do, if I can't understand the person of God, if I can't touch God in his person, in my understanding, I have not fulfilled destiny yet. So when I say a man is, a man is fulfilling destiny, it means that that man is joining into God, knowing God, walking in God, touching God. God is touching his emotions, is touching the emotions of God. God is walking in him, is walking in God. That's fulfilling destiny. There's a way we define purpose right now. We feel like my purpose in life to be this, is to this, to be this. But if you take those purposes, it's those things that make us popular that we call purpose. But that's not purpose. A man can be popular, not be fulfilling purpose. But what we call purpose is when a man is conforming to the image of the Son. Because that's all God desires. When God, when you take the heart of God, how can every man be like my son? That's what God is thinking in his mind. Why can every man be like my son? That's what he's thinking. And if any man, if man is not walking in that direction, that man is not pleasing God. How many of us want to please God today? Yes. You start by making a decision to seek the knowledge of God. Father, we thank you for your Thank you, Jesus. We give praise to you for your knowledge that you have brought to us today. Father, what can we trade for your knowledge? Anything man should be able to trade for your knowledge. Father, we thank you because you have brought us, you have awoken us again that this is all that a man should be seeking. Father, come and help us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, is there anything that anybody here is struggling with? Yeah. Father, we ask for grace. Amen. To let them go in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. To let these things go in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Oh, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. As they have heard this word, this word will begin to work for them Amen. in Jesus' name. That they will not step back from that which I have been spoken Amen. to you. Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your glory. 
Because from today on, you begin to strike a new hunger in them in mm -hmm. Jesus' mighty name. You begin to walk your image into them in Jesus' mighty name. Mm -hmm. So that your glory will rest upon them. Amen. We know that for every image formed in man, there's a glory that, that comes with it. Mm. Father, in the name of Jesus, the next season of your life will be an image forming season in Jesus' Amen. name. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of destruction, we cancel it today in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. That God will help us, Lord, to walk in you in all things in Jesus' Amen. name. That we will not look back in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Ah. We will get to that point. Amen. And he will say to us, This is my son. Amen. In him I am well pleased. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. But I ask that me too, as a minister, you will help me too. Amen. To all that have been spoken in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Does anybody have any question? You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.